Welcome back to the Two Beers Please podcast. Uh, Matt finished his uh, ginger ale and it, you know, got done throwing up in the bathroom. I called a referee nearby and yelled fair. at him just to, fair. just to just to feel what it was like to be a number two in tennis. And uh, we're back to talk about sports. Really excited about it. Uh, we're going to be talking some basketball in the second half of the episode. Uh, we'll be talking some college, some NBA. We'll touch on the Hall of Fame news that happened. Obviously, a lot of drama there. And then, as always, before a weekend of football, we will make our picks and predictions and see who can guess what's going to happen this weekend. No one, but we'll try. Uh, And uh, that's just how the sports We picked decently well. We were combined. I won't reveal how we both did, but we were a combined five and three last week. Oh, nice. So overall, we're seven and five, seven and three. Twelve and eight. That's, hey, that's over... That's more than the Cowboys Over 500, are. yeah. <laughs> That's better than the Cowboys did. All right, so college basketball. We talked about it last week. A lot of teams that could be good or or may just kind of be early season um, contenders. We had another week of action. A couple interesting games that happened. Uh, Michigan State was I- upset by Illinois. Um, and, you know, we had talked about Michigan State not having the offense to really push it forward and the Big Ten kind of being cannibalistic. That certainly happened. Uh, and that's after Illinois got pummeled by Maryland and Michigan State had upset Wisconsin. So it seems like the Big Ten is working that way again. Uh, UCLA played Arizona, big Pac-12 matchup. UCLA upsetting. I'm going to put that in quotations because UCLA is still right. a great team. Um, well, ups- like both of them are those. It's funny now, too, or like with the lines always being there. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess rank-wise it was an upset. But both UCLA and Illinois were favored in Vegas. Right, exactly. So, so it's like upset that really wasn't actually an upset and also like with those ones too it's like if you're losing to a ranked team at on the road is it ever really like that much of an upset yeah that's fair maybe 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 if it's number one at number 25 like when you start getting to like the top five against you know maybe the outside of the top 20 or outside of the top 15 and you're like oh that's an upset but like if you're playing on the road like Playing on the road's tough in college basketball, especially in conference play where you know your opponent so, so well. Right. I agree. Uh, your favorite team and my favorite team and the best team in the conference uh, in the country, Auburn, had a close call against Missouri, but then beat Kentucky also as well in this past week. So they are still kind of high up there, as is Gonzaga. There's a lot of good games coming this weekend. Duke against Louisville, Baylor against Alabama, Kentucky versus Kansas, UCLA versus Stanford, who just pulled off an upset last night over USC. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting stuff happening. What are you seeing from the from the league? You know, who for let, let's start here. Who do you think the best player in the league is right now? In in just like college basketball? In college basketball. I'm going I'm going Johnny Davis. Johnny Wisconsin. Davis. Yeah. Okay. I, I think he's like, I, I think he's probably the best, most complete, most dangerous scorer. I, I'm a huge Jay Knight guy, but he hasn't like been as consistent this year. Johnny Davis is, he's efficient with the ball. He can drive, he can shoot. He makes, he's also just like such a dangerous component for Wisconsin because Wisconsin's right. one of those teams that's always going to make the game tough on you. What usually hinders them is, is kind of not all that great of an offense or, or an offense that's so methodical that, like, it's not going to put up numbers. He's such a, a one-man scoring machine uh, that he he makes the – like, I think he makes them a Final Four um, candidate. Candidate. Man, man. Okay. Like, I, I, that, think they've got a, I think they've got a Final Four run in them. 
um, if he's if he's playing as well as he can. Yeah, I think Johnny Davis is a great answer. Not a surprising one. I, I not that I don't think he's great, but I I wasn't expecting. I that. mean, he's the odds. He's the favorite to win Player of the Year. Right. Are you asking me who's the best player in the country or who's like going to win Player of the Year? No, I best player in the country is what I what I asked. So I think then that, then I'd say if you're talking just like straight up best player in the country, then I'd say Jabari Smith from Auburn. Okay, I I think he like he sometimes he kind of takes a back seat. He, he's not as uh, you know, authoritative as like Paolo Banchero for for Duke because I think he's another guy that you would put in that that argument. Um, but he's a guy who's just so so skilled. I mean, he, he's he reminds me of Durant. He's he's almost Durant's height and has Durant's sort of skill set. And and the fact that he doesn't have to be all that authoritative is part of the reason Auburn is is so dangerous. That's so funny. So Jabari was my pick for who I think like not winning the Nash, the the title of the best player is going to be. Yeah, like the well. Naismith Award. Or win, the Naismith Award. And then I also picked a different one for for who I think is going to be uh, who, who I think is going to win. And I think it's Ochai Agbaji. I think his 37 points for Kansas earlier this week uh, really kind of set him apart. Uh, I think he's an all-time scorer. I think he's got Kansas in a great position. And I think it's what Kansas has needed in the last couple of years is one of those top, top elite scorers um, to help, you know, with that great defense kind of take them forward. So I think agbaji has got a great shot. Um, but yeah, lots of great players, uh, from a lot of different conferences. So it's going to be really exciting to see who's your current best coach in the league and doesn't have to, well, however you mean that doesn't need to be who's going to win it versus who is actually the best coach. I like that you say league. Um, I, and the I, I mean, you know, I was saying best coach is always a tough one. And I think you could probably give this guy the argument, like as far as like who is the, you know, the uh, undefined, like just the best coach. Um, but I think you could give this guy a good argument, and I think he easily is probably coach of the year national right now, and it's Bruce Pearl. Like, he has Auburn number one for the first time in their history. Like I said, they, they had a little scare with Missouri, but being number one for the first time in your school's history is a lot of pressure. We saw Purdue do it, and then they lost their next game. Uh, and then, you know, road conference games are always going to be tough, especially for a team like Missouri where it's like, shit, we're – not really having that great of a year, we can get a huge win right here and ruin, you know, Auburn's big success. So you're always going to get somebody's best punch in that sense. I thought their game against Kentucky was was so impressive. Um, but yeah, I, I I got Bruce Pearl. Love it. Bruce Pearl is a great <coughs> second best coach in the league. Because let me tell you who the best coach in the league is. Who has his team at 15 and six who just beat Villanova and Seton Hall and are on a nine-game winning streak. And I know that before this was a joke, it's not a joke anymore. I know. It's not a, really a joke anymore. I was, was going to bring him up later. Like, they're playing well right now. Shaka Smart has Marquette in, in pole position in the Big East. The best coach in the country. I mean, taking that conference from being a non-factor last season to being a real, real contender in that conference this year is good. Justin Lewis is phenomenal. I think he brings the best out of him. We talked about Shaka Smart being a good coach in years past already. So, you know, he's got the experience. He's doing well with that program. And so for me, and also just so I can point him out just a little bit longer while this streak is going, Shaka Smart. They're going to make the tournament. Of Marquette. They are. And I'm going to talk about them, and it's going to be great. And if they make a run, I I iterate, I reiterate, uh, I'm going to be so annoying about it. So I'm I'm so excited uh, to do that. Uh, I don't even think – I don't even think – He's gonna win Coach of the Year in his conference. 
Who do you think is going to win? Coach, the Providence coach? Yeah, I think Ed Cooley. I think so. Too. I like I like Providence a lot. They play each other. They play each other this weekend. Is it's Marquette? Uh, Where's Ro- it at? Is it Wisconsin uh, or is it in... Wisconsin? Yeah, that's where Marquette's at. No, no, it's not. Is it? Marquette's yeah. with Wisconsin. That's crazy. Yeah. Why did, where did I think you think it was? It was? In, I thought it was in Indiana. So oh, I didn't think Mil- it was. It's in Milwaukee. It's in Milwaukee. Maybe I thought it's in Prov- It's in Rhode Island. It's in Rhode Island. So Marquette's game. Gonna... They play on. They play on Sunday. I yeah. No. There's Sunday yeah, they game. Do? Okay. Interesting. Well, I'll be. I'll be excited to see that one. <laughs> don't say yeah. I don't know. Don't answer any more of these questions. You clearly I... know nothing. I know things. I know things. I know things. Okay. <laughs> you had so much love for Marquette. You didn't even. Oh gosh. Listen. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you too much shit right now. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, this is really funny. It is funny, and you know, this is this is where I I, I mentioned to you all who are listening to this currently. Uh, w- you know, one of us usually has more knowledge on a sport than the other, and I think it's no surprise or secret that Matt knows more about college basketball than me. And I Dude, do I'll my lend best. You my, I'll lend you my basketball book. It's right here. There you go. See? Oh, look at he's he's showing the me ba- this basketball, the basketball book. book. Oh. Lovely. It actually Lovely is book. like one of my favorite because it just like goes like player to player. That's where I learned a lot of my my basketball history. Okay, perfect. That's what I need to work on. That's twenty twenty two new resolution. Be, learn more about basketball. Dude, um, you at least got you at least got to educate yourself on Marquette. Yeah, at least I gotta. Yeah, you're right. I don't need to know basketball. I need to know Marquette, Marquette. in and out. Like just really through the years. People uh, talk to you about college basketball outside of Marquette. You're like, you'll, you'll be able to chat enough about it, not connect, but then they bring up Marquette, and you're just like, I can tell you fucking anything. Right. I'm gonna go to Milwaukee just to win a Marquette trivia night because that's gonna <laughs> exist somewhere, and I'm gonna be like, my time has come. You're gonna be playing by yourselves and be like, so are you from around here, man? Like, no, I just flew in from New York just to show all you fuckers that I know more about Marquette basketball. I just wanted to show you all. I didn't even know Marquette was in Milwaukee, and now I do, and now I crush you. I know everything. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, before we leave college basketball and go to the pros, Hawks basketball lost to Purdue last night. Um, What do you think is the is the what are the odds? Because I'm not really following Hawks basketball all that much. Uh, what are the odds right now of the basketball team doing well in the, I guess you would still call it postseason, but in the tournament? Are they still going to make the tournament? Like, where are they sitting right now? Well, Nari just released his uh, bracketology a few hours ago. So, post this Purdue game, he's got the Hawks as a seven seed. So seven? Wow. I feel pretty, yeah. Which, I mean, like, if you look at their resume, they've, they've done well. They, they, they don't have any bad losses. Like, losing to number six Purdue, even at home isn't a bad loss. Like, nobody's right. going to hold that against you. Even on the road to Rutgers. Rutgers is probably the only non-NCAA tournament team they've lost to. So, really, they just have a, a, a like, they, like, they beat Minnesota. They've beaten the teams that they're kind of supposed to. It'd be nice to get a marquee win here or there, just because usually that helps your resume a little bit more, especially if you do drop a bad game. Um, but right now, I think they're sitting good, they're, which is surprising to me. I didn't even think they'd go to the NIT. So, the fact that they are even – like sitting in Lenardi's projections has me super pumped. Also, tonight, forget basketball. It's all about wrestling. 9 p.m. Eastern, number one Penn State, number two Iowa. Mm. I believe it's in Iowa City. It's on the Big Ten Network. It is going to be freaking awesome. I cannot wait. There you go. Matt's going to give us a whole wrestling talk, which I think would be one of the first times we've done that on the podcast. 
Uh, but he'll do that next time. He'll give us a whole breakdown of I the love wrestling. Of I went the to one of my I went to my cousin's JV wrestling match when I was home for Christmas. It was freaking awesome. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh man, there's such I, little psychos about it in Iowa too. Yeah, they're they're crazy. They you don't mess with an Iowan in his wrestling, and you don't mess with an Iowan and his corn. Those are the two things. Um, that was rude. Don't I'm add sorry. the second I'm thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was rude. I don't know. I was trying to talk, guys. It's hard to talk sometimes. Most, so I, just... I feel like when, I feel like when I do tell anyone from New York that I'm from Iowa, they look at me as if I like grew up next to pigs. I'm like, we. I mean, we have like cities and stuff. It's not. I I met someone from Nebraska and they looked at me like that. I'm like, you're not any better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not any like, better. I guess you have like you have Omaha. So you, have, you have, I guess you have the bigger city out of our two states, but I would, I think I would, whatever. Whatever. Nebraska sucks. It does. Gigi, if you're listening to this, screw Nebraska. <laughs> um, but also, you're great. You know, I'm not, not, not too much. Uh, Hall of Fame. The, the Major League Baseball Ugh. Hall of Fame recently had their votes. Uh, David Ortiz, I just want to shout out my, my Red Sox, uh, who got in. Uh, to the Hall of Fame, the only player inducted, which means Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa, all not in the Hall of Fame last year of eligibility, obviously for steroid reasons. Um, here's here's my take on it, and then I want to hear what you have to say. I, While I understand the idea that if you're going to punish one, you have to punish all of them, so you couldn't do like Clemens and Sosa don't get in, but Bond gets in, or Sosa doesn't get in, but Clemens and Bond. I understand that thinking. I think that not letting these guys in the Hall of Fame, at least Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame, uh, is basically saying that the league had nothing to do with it, which is a complete lie. The league was encouraging it, the media was encouraging it, and it was a, it was a product of the time of wanting to you know, without a better way of saying it, hit dingers. Like, that's really what it was. And so... That's the best way to say it. That's the best way to say it, I guess. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. And I think that saying that, you know, David Ortiz, for example, got in, right? He had one violation in his career, so he's not completely clean or anything like that. But I think if David Ortiz had played just five years earlier, he also wouldn't be getting in because he also would have used steroids. Like, like... I think it's just so hard to say, you know, and I'm not saying every player used steroids in that generation, um, but and, but that's also because, did. but but they at least tried it, right? They at least tried it, and if it didn't agree with their with their bodies, because steroids, you know, have to also agree with your body chemistry and stuff like that, I think that more people would have, but everyone at least tried it, and, and in this race for Hank Aaron's record, I think it was just encouraged for all these players, so... I think it's a travesty. I mean, it doesn't make... It's not a Hall of Fame without Barry Bonds, truthfully. And then Roger Clemens as well. And Sammy Sosa, I have less of a problem with because Sammy Sosa's career pre and post steroids was so different that it, it almost feels like... I think the steroids got you there. But I think that it it's just not fair to these players. And I know what they're trying to do, but... It's not like it's not like putting them in there is going to show all the people out there now. Like, oh, I should take steroids now. We are, we have a different view of it. We, like, we, that's we a really good. That's it. a really good point. Yeah, it's like they're saying that as if by putting oh, them in. Oh, you know what? It is worth it. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, <laughs> even without getting to uh, uh, the uh, Hall of Fame, you know, you take a look at some of those guys' lives. You can still say it's worth it. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think we have such a different view of it. You know, that's like including a rock and roller who did cocaine and then being like, oh, we can't include them because we're going to encourage, you know, people to do. I think everyone has an, a knowledge of what, you know, cocaine is now versus back then. And they do different things of it. And I just, it's hard well, for me if to. My artists, if my artists aren't doing cocaine today, then I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> okay, well, Matt, <laughs> Matt is the. the yeah, you're lying to yourself if you don't think there's still cocaine rampant in the music industry. I didn't say that, but it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely less rampant than it was. You can't say it's more rampant. I don't know. I don't you know. think it's more rampant? I think it might be. in the 80s? I didn't Come say on. more. Well, it's not a more or less thing. There's another option. The same? You think it's yeah, the same? Yeah, I'd say it's oh. about, probably about the same. All right. Well, <laughs> maybe a little, maybe a little less than. We'll have to bring a rock star on, and he he can he can uh, he or she can tell us whatever whatever is going on. Okay, but what do you think about this decision? It's stupid, and like I mean, it just like it, like you said with Bonds, like Bonds, like you can even look at his career like before where he clearly was on steroids and he had a hall of fame career like the guy was an incredible baseball player he just was and i i think too it's it's one of those things where it's like it's a little different than the reggie bush heisman thing or or the taking away of memphis's final four but like those things happened like they just did and this attempt to like rewrite the history of your game and being like oh no you you didn't hit those home runs you weren't great and everything because you cheat, like, sorry, it did. And, like, I, we're all going to know that they did, but, like, they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And, like, they were a massive part of the the history of the game and of that era. And it, it kind of just, like, just makes that era disappear in a sense. Because it's, the, you know, the top players of that time are not going to be represented in the Hall of Fame. Because, like you said, either they're going to have been tied up in steroids or thought to have been in steroids. Um yeah, I think, like, it, it's dumb. But, like, it's not it's surprising because, like, Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Why is Pete Rose not? So it, it's not unsurprising when it comes to baseball. But it's it's a, it's a worse thing than the Pete Rose thing because the P, Pete Rose thing was, you know, a singular player. Where this is, it kind of, you know, is affecting a, a whole era, a whole decade of, of the sport. Right, and it's setting a dangerous precedent. So now any player that was ever involved, they shouldn't get in. If Barry Bonds doesn't get in, they shouldn't get in. A-Rod shouldn't get in. A-Rod shouldn't get in then because because he only got 33% his first time, and I don't think he's going to get in either, which is, which is you know, it's kind of crazy to me. Uh, and he to, might be able to get in because, like, there's also a thing, like, Barry Bonds never helped him. Like, you want to know part of the reason David Ortiz is in and not in trouble at all? Everybody fucking likes David Ortiz. That's like, David Ortiz is the man and super nice. Because I think you could also be like, David Ortiz probably maybe did. Uh, Like, it's just hard not to think that a guy with that sort of power in that era at some point was was partaking in it. Um, But, like, he's a great guy and everybody likes him. People don't like Barry Bonds. Uh, And people used to kind of hate A-Rod, but I feel like he's sort of, well, I feel like he was. Mm. Did he cheat on J-Lo? I... I don't know. I feel like maybe. I feel like he might have did. Then, yeah. then, he's, then he's screwed. And you know then what? Then he screwed. doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. You don't deserve you don't J-Lo. Really, and like, you don't... Use all the steroids you want. If you cheat on J-Lo, you do not deserve to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. That is a stance I believe. Yeah. I... It's the same reason Tony Parker doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. You don't cheat on Eva Longoria. 
No. Yeah. I mean, you really shouldn't cheat on anyone. It's kind of a dick move. Yeah. But there, you there are some people that uh, it'll get you banned from the Hall of Fame. And Jay Loney and Longoria are two of said people. Yeah, let's say, okay, I'm going to pose a question to you. Let's say Tom Brady che- uh, cheated on Giselle and it came out. Would he, would be, should he be in the Hall of Fame? Um, Giselle's not in, I mean, Giselle's gorgeous. I don't know if I, it, my peripheral, personal preference, if I put her up there with Eva Longoria. Damn. And, um, so yeah, I think he's still Hall of Fame worthy. All right, Tom, you got a free pass. So go retire and enjoy yourself because that's, that's what Matt's saying over here. All right. Um, so we so both think the Hall, of Fame, the Hall of Fame decision is a little dumb, but it's going to be interesting to see how it affects players going on in the future. For now, we have a lot of players that missed out, and I think it's kind of going to be an area of contention for a while. Um, but yeah, we'll see what the situation uh, turns into moving forward. Let's go to the NBA, because we haven't really touched on the NBA too much, obviously because NBA regular season is so, you know, uh, what happens in it. Uh, but yeah, let's let's look at the two divisions. See, you know, who are the contenders, who are the pretenders, and then talk about some all-star picks as well. There's one in particular I have them. I'm curious to see what you think about. So Andrew Miami, fucking Wiggins. Yeah, let's just start there. Andrew Wiggins <laughs> named, named the all, all-star <laughs> selection. What 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 is the thought on that? Because all the others, you know, Trey Young's team sucks, but he's an all-star. I that that I can stand with. But what do you think about Andrew Wiggins as an all-star? What was the thought behind that? Is Andrew Wiggins doing that well? I, I don't uh, know. No, I think, I mean, well, I mean, yes. Like, he's doing well enough to be an all-star, I think. Like, I, I, I understand Andrew Wiggins being an all-star, especially for a team that's playing very, very well. I mean, like, we've seen that before be a massive part. Like, if your team's playing well, you're going to get it. But it, I think more of it is just, like, he had, like, all of Canada voting for him. That's what I've heard is, this, like, the fan vote for him is, like, so massive. So, no, I don't think that he deserves to be a starter. But I also think it's really stupid that there's a fan vote with the All-Star game anyway. I, like, right. I, wh- why? Why? <laughs> what does that have to do with any, like, fans are idiots. I heard Ben Simmons got two player votes, too, which is I mean, funny. Taco Fall was getting a ton of votes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at least last year he was. Is Luca so, is is Luca an all star? No, right. He's not a starter. Oh, that's a travesty right there. Right. I mean, that's which ridiculous. like I guess maybe Luca was like guard and Wiggins was f- front court. Um, and and I guess uh, Luca was back court. But like that's that's stupid too. Then that needs to be changed. Like I right. You can't say it's positionless basketball and then sort of have positions to it. So, I don't. Right. No, he, okay. he doesn't deserve it. I mean, congratulations, Andrew Wiggins. Good work. Um, Undeserved. Yeah, I can't really say. But, but honestly, that happens so Like, there's so many times you'll look at old all-star games in, in every single league. Um, and you're just like, wait, that guy made a team? Or that guy was a starter one year? Like, how? Yeah. And they, you know. He's a, like I said, I think, I, think, I think him being an all-star, I'm fine with. Like, I think he's had... An all-star season. All-star starter. Mm. Right. Okay. Well, that's fair. Everybody else I don't have a problem with. He was just the one I was curious about. So, yeah. in the, in the he's, East. He's the obvious. Everyone else is like, yeah, that makes sense. And then it was like, Andy Wiggins? What? Andy Wiggins? What? Um, and you know what was funny? I was looking through, and he was the last one that I saw. 
And I was like, wow, they really got the All-Star game right this year. And then I was like, no! <laughs> so yeah. close. So close. Um, the Miami Heat are top of the East. Uh, and they, they got a lot of kind of role players stepping up in the absence of some stars. Bam Adebayo now back has really lifted them. Are they for real? Are they a top three team in the East, even if they're not going to be the number one, especially with the Bucks, the Nets, the Bulls all there? Uh, or are they just on a good run right now? Yeah, I think I think they're for real. Absolutely. I would say, I mean, like, I think the Bulls are good. I don't really know if I think the Bulls are going to make it, like, a finals run. I, I would put the Heat more up with the, with the Bucks and the Nets. And right now, I'm, I'm kind of worried about the Nets just because of the just the weird-ass season they've had with everything. I mean, they're, right. they're still the most talented team, and if you can get Kyrie and Harden and, and Durant on the floor against anybody in any series, you're going to like your chances because there's not a, a team that can have that much talent on the court with you. But they just had a weird, a weird, weird year, and, and I don't like – a lot of times when you put teams together like that, you're like the biggest thing is just trying to find your footing and trying to find your – you know, the dance on the court together and find out – where you need to be and playing together and all that stuff. And they haven't had that opportunity. Um, and honestly, the Heat haven't really either. Like, the Heat have not – their best players haven't played together all that much this year. They've been dealing with a lot of injuries themselves. So, yeah, I think the Heat are, are very, very dangerous in the East. I think so too. They have kind of the same vibe as that finals team a couple years ago where it's the sum of its parts rather than one major star. And those – Parts are playing even better than they did. I mean, Duncan Robinson has two straight 25-point games. Yeah, these parts are better than that. These parts, parts are better. Tyler Hero averaging about 20 points a game. Bam Adebayo really doing well um, and kind of coming into even more of his own. He was always already he was always great, but he's even playing better since his return, which was always a worry how he's going to return from that injury. So, yeah, I also think the Heat are for real. You brought up the Bulls, the Nets. Um, so the Bulls, Nets, Bucks are obviously the team star-wise that people um, – are kind of looking at in the East. Rank those teams. Bulls next, Bucks. Who's who's first? Who's last out of those teams? So yeah, three. I'll go uh, Bulls. I, I still think the Bulls are a step below those teams, and, and it might just be because I haven't seen them or their their kind of players do it yet in in the, in the playoffs. Like we've seen Durant, we've seen Harden for the most part. Obviously, we've seen Giannis, um, and, but we've even like we said with the Heat, we've seen. I mean, those a lot, a lot of that team made a finals run. A few years ago, so that's that's where my skepticism comes with the Bulls, but uh, still a great team, and and Billy Donovan doing some great stuff there. Number two, I am going to go Nets right now, just because I, I worry about what they look like collectively. I'm not, I'm not like the, it's not the Harden rumors that are coming out that are like worrying me. I was kind of already worried anyway, just because of kind of the slide, and part of that can be to um, um, the slide can be attributed to Durant's injury, but. I'm more worried again about not Durant's injury them losing games as much as it's just like another another thing that they have to deal with this year and a year they've had to deal with a lot. And then I'll go I'll go Bucks number one. Um, I think two with a chip like they haven't had like a perfect season, but I think once you win a championship and you know what winning a championship entails, you you do learn you like you just get a lot of a different sort of mindset um, as, as a championship team. So I think this team has that, and we're, and we're starting to see them start by play some of their best ball again right i agree as, as soon as you get that championship you don't really need to show that you're a championship team as much in the regular season you can just kind of play get through the games and and build slower 
than teams that need to find themselves and then make a championship run that they're not used to. I I, I rank the same, and for me, it's just on injury concerns alone. Bills, uh, Bills, Bulls have a lot of injury. Uh, Nets have a lot of injury. Bucks, for the most part, have remained unscathed. So that's kind of how I'm ranking them as well. Another team in the East, we're talking about uh, the Cavaliers. You know, so for so long after LeBron left, they were beat up on. Now they're really coming into a nice groove. They got Darius Garland. They got Jared Allen, Colin Sexton, Evan Mobley. Markinen's got a decent uh, amount of points when he's on the floor. Uh, They got Ricky Rubio. Kevin Love scored 20-plus the other night. Their next 11 games, Matt, are against sub-500 teams. Their next 11 games. So That's pretty good. That's pretty good. They can go on a little run here. Do you think the Cavs are a team that can at least upset a team in the playoffs. I'm not saying that they're going to go to the finals, but, you know. Well, you know, see, I think they're going to have such a strong offseason because I, I think this team is really good. And, and even after losing Rubio, um, they, they've been able to, to combat that tide and still keep up their play. Part of part of that being the fact that Evan Mobley and Jared Allen and, and throw, even throw in Laurie Markkinen have been able to work together and meld together so freaking perfectly amazing uh, i mean i think evan mobley like i don't i don't know if there's even rookie of the odd or rookie of the year odds anymore because i think we can just put that trophy in, in his room and, and get just get that over and done with um but i kind of think they're gonna have such a good regular season that i i, I think they're gonna be, be more in danger of getting upset themselves like I, I think they might be a higher seed and then maybe you get a, a, a team a more experienced team who didn't play great all year but but you know you look at the standings you mean the boston celtics yeah, honestly, like, but, but but for real, like something like that, or even like you know, we've seen like, I mean, like the Bucks right now is who the Cavaliers would play in the first round. Who who are you picking there? I mean, I think we're all going to pick the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks are going to stay the six. I, I'm not sure the Cavs will stay the three. But I, I see maybe something like that happening. Um, I think if you're a Cavalier fan, you have to be pumped for the future. I don't think this is the year. I think maybe they win one one round in the playoff. Um, but I think that lack of experience will hurt them. But. Exciting stuff. They like they're fun to watch. Darius Garland's killing it. I was not sold on that pick, and, and he's been really impressive. And Kevin Love's back and healthy and playing some good minutes. It's it's a a team that you really like when you look at it. You wouldn't be like, oh yeah, they're really good, but they they are. They're legit. Do you think they're a team that kind of takes the heat route towards the future, where they keep these strong parts, or do you think they package since they have so many good parts? Do you think they try to make a package to get more of a star on their team? Uh, I mean, I think they're so young. There's no reason that I mean, I, Darius Garland can still be a star. Evan Mobley right. can be a star. So, like, I, mean, I think yeah. right now they're they're so young that like you you might have a superstar right there. Right, I agree. I think that I think we saw what can be done when you keep a team together rather than trying to package everything and sell for a star. So, I think that that would make it the most the wisest decision. And Cle- I mean, like Cleveland, as as much as LeBron can help a city, is still. Like it's not a big, it's not a place where everyone's like, oh, let's go to let's go to Cleveland. Yeah, that's fair. Like it's a lot easier doing a big three in Miami or San Francisco or Brooklyn. Yeah. What if? Okay. So let's say, not yeah, James Harden. Maybe he wants out of Brooklyn if they don't win after this year. Um, James Harden. If James Harden, for example, became available, would you would you trade and package everyone for James Harden? From the Cavaliers? Yeah. Absolutely not. Okay. That that's a. I was just no. wanting to – I wanted to pose a scenario. Okay. Fuck cool, cool, no. cool. There you go. Um, well, then let's move over to the West. Uh, obviously, a lot of different scenarios here. There's a lot of great teams. Uh, Suns, Warriors, Jazz, Nuggets, Mavs, 
Grizzlies, Lakers, uh, all these great teams. Clippers are in there as well. Will the Lakers, who are in the play-in right now, I think they're at the the seven. Um, they're at the nine right now. They're at the nine. Wow, that's crazy. But it Will just the- happened. It just happened because they're like the seven. The Clippers are they're a half game behind the Clippers at seven. Okay, and so half the game Lakers- behind the Clippers at eight. So they're right perfect. There. So the Lakers dropped to the nine. They're currently in the play-in. Will they end up in the plan, or do you think LeBron can will them to a top six seed? I, th- I think they're going to end up in the plan. Yeah, I just, I just think the West is too good, and I think the teams in front of them are all too like I, I. They're only three games behind the Nuggets, but that three games just feels like a lot, and and I, I just am not sure the Lakers are ever going to get hot enough, and and those teams in front of them are ever going to play poor enough where they can overcome. That. So yeah, I, I think the Lakers are going to be in the plan. Yeah, that, I think so too. The other teams are just too good. It has nothing to do with what LeBron is capable of doing or not doing. I think it has everything to do with how good. You talk about that Nuggets team. They right now have one of the favorites for the MVP on their team still, Nikola Jokic. So like, even that sixth seed is not, you know, one that's weak. So I think that no. it's going to be hard for them to get into. Even if the other teams in the play-in, I don't trust as much as I trust the Lakers. Right. I think um, once they're in the like, you look at those other play-in teams. Like, I think they'll be fine in the play-in. Right. Um, the Clippers, because they they are playing really well, and because it's you know sort of a rivalry would be a tough one. But like, I, you can't tell me you're going to take the Timberwolves or the Trailblazers over the Lakers yeah. in a playing game. Like, you're, maybe you're if not. Lillard was there. The, but... the worst thing for them though is like I, you don't want to have to play the Suns or the Warriors in the first round. That's true. That like, is very I, true. Everybody else that you would play in the first round, I think, is a much more favorable matchup. Like, even even the Grizzlies, even the Jazz. But. Yeah, agreed. So let me paint you another picture. This is the second picture I'm painting for you today. Nice. LeBron James takes his team from the play-in into the playoffs and beyond all doubt, beyond every doubt that's had, wins the championship. Is he the greatest player of all time at that he's point? Already, he's already the greatest player of all time is my th- answer. Okay, so Wait, then – So so yes, that, okay. would, that would cement it more so – but I, but I also don't think this is, like, the most impressive team that LeBron's ever taken to do stuff. Like, like I still think some of the Cleveland teams back in the day that he took, even, like, that Cleveland team he took to the finals in 2007, just them making the finals would still be more impressive to me than him taking uh, this Lakers team to win the title. Like, okay. it, wouldn't be the, it wouldn't be the most impressive thing he's done to me. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I think for me... It would make him the best, and also I think for a lot of people who are still having that argument, it would. I think it would be able to tip that conversation if, after all this stuff, Westbrook hasn't been able to do, Anthony Davis is still injured, and LeBron at this age is performing this well and takes his team past so many other good teams in the West and then won the championship. For me, that's that's up there. I feel like most people, if you're not going to give him the, like his due credit right now, that this wouldn't be the team where they would give. Like I get where I totally get where you're coming from. But I think they would just flip it and be like, well, he still has Westbrook. He still has Anthony Davis. He's still late. Like, you know, it would be the same. Like, the people that don't give LeBron his credit are never going to. Like, they just just decided. It's like me and Tom Brady. (laughs) Oh, but you gave him his credit. I did. You did. did. He's he's better than Aaron Rodgers. Wow. He said it twice in one podcast. It's true. uh, That's crazy. I had to sit with it for a bit. It's (laughs) a fact. All right, so yeah, I agree. Like no one's, no one's gonna give LeBron his due if they haven't already. So that that's a fair point. Um, 
that that's 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 a good point. So uh, I get, so- I, get I, I certainly get what you mean though. Like this would be, and I think it would be more like I because I think there's some people that look at that one Laker championship in the bubble and they're like, oh, that's not really a, like maybe this would be. It, it certainly adds to his legacy, and, and I think maybe more so from your point of view, it'd be like if if you do think LeBron's the goat, it's some great more great ammo to be able to to fire there you go well we'll see any i mean weirder things have happened uh it's not gonna happen but weirder things have happened it feels like a wide open nba season again and i just freaking love it like the nba for honestly most the entirety of its freaking existence has been kind of dominated by dynasty like the celtics won like 50 of the first 40 nba titles there was mm, years where that's, they won that's two the in the same yeah. yeah, they've won two in the same year. They're like, that's just how much they've done. Then the Lakers, then like the Bulls, the Spurs. We had the Warrior, like Heat Warrior. So the trans, not transparency. Um, the, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the com- the com- the competitive nature of the, I don't that's, know. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's good. Uh well, the different <laughs> champions, I suppose. The parody. There we go. Hey. More parody. And just like the different, like we've had a different champion the last four years or whatever, which I feel like doesn't happen. And like, I, I don't think, I, I, would, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bucks repeat, but I'd take the, I'm taking the field before I pick the Bucks to do that. And that hasn't always been the case in the NBA. Like a lot of times it's been like, nope, Curry and the Warriors are going to win. LeBron and the Heat are going to win. Uh, so it's... I like where the I like where the NBA's at, and the young talent that's coming up is. I mean, like we already talked about the Cavs, and the West has some young teams too that are that are looking good. Well, yeah. Before we talk about one of those teams, uh, I'm going to have you do the same thing in the West that I had you do in the East: Suns, Warriors, Jazz. Why don't you rank those three teams? I'll go Jazz three. Uh, I like the Jazz, but they just feel they remind me a lot of. The really good Grizzlies teams with Marcus Saul and Zach Randolph, always really, really good in the regular season, and then in the playoffs would just it just wasn't there. And I, we've already seen that with with this Jazz team. So I, I just don't trust them in the playoffs to to play as well as they have throughout the regular season. I like they just continually have shown me that they will disappoint in the playoffs. So putting them three, I'll go Warriors two. Um, I, I think they're a really great team, but like I, I'm not convinced Clay is is. His defense looks good and everything, but I, I, like he's not the clay of old. Um, and it's a team that's but's played really, really well as a team. But in the playoffs, I I, I, I wonder if they're still going to have to ask Curry to do too much. Um, what about All Star Andrew Wiggins? That's true. That's true. They got Wiggins. They should go get Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre <laughs> dropped like fifty points the other night. Yeah, he keeps dropping random. He random won the 40 Celtics. Pointed. I hate Kelly Oubre. Um, it's not, but there's no reason I should. I'm sorry, Kelly. It's, your, it's not your fault that you're overhyped. Uh, but, uh, and then I go Suns. I, I just think the Suns are still the most complete team. Um, they, they, they look just as strong. They look, they look better than they did last year. And, and like, there's nothing that quite yet has convinced me that the Warriors are better than that. As, as good as Steph is, like, if there's one, any person that you could be like, hey, can you single-handedly beat the Suns in a seven-game seven series? Steph could. Um, but for now, I'll, I'll keep Suns at one. Okay, so Suns got at one in the West, Bucks in the East. Yeah, that's boring. Uh, who do you have winning that matchup if it ends up that way? Right this year, I have the Suns. Yeah, 
And I think the Suns were kind of the better team last year, like overall. They were. But the Bucks, the Bucks. I mean, which is sometimes important in a series. The Bucks kind of got hot, and, and Giannis turned it on. And like it, it was one of those times where it's like this player can can do things that there's nothing we can do about it. Like we're they're going to single handedly win this thing, and that's what happened there. Right. Okay. Well, hopefully not the same matchup, but it would be interesting if it happened again. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing the Suns again, but I'd like someone different in the East. The Nets. <laughs> No, I'd love Maybe? that. I'd yeah. love that. But there then I want the Nets to win, and I don't want the Suns to win. That's oh, man, fair. that'd be sick if the Nets made it. Oh, that would be good. That would be a crazy game Hopefully if they were they don't all have to playing. play the Niners. <laughs> God. Wow. That football trauma runs deep. He's bringing it into basketball. That's yeah. uh, that's rough. Uh, the Grizzlies, you mentioned them kind of in that team in the past. They're good again in the regular season. It's because John ja Morant is a clutch and uh, Desmond Bain and uh, some other players for that team. Desmond really Bain? Really... How about him? Oh, my gosh. Desmond Bain. First of all, great name. Desmond Bain is great a great name. name. Great name. Uh, strikes fear in the heart of your opponents, really. Yeah. Who do you have um, to guard tonight? Desmond Bain. You're oh, like, shit. No. <laughs> Who do you got? Joe Harris. <laughs> Chris I mean, Joe Paul. Harris is a great player. Yeah, Chris Paul. Like, it's the name doesn't. Instantly invoke fear. Desmond Bay, you're like, fuck, dude. This guy's going to yeah. take, it, take it at me. There you go. Like, Steven Adams sounds pretty boring. He's actually terrifying. But the name, you're like, Steven Adams, whatever. If yeah. Steven Adams was named Desmond Bain, <laughs> whoo! He would, he would be an all-star. <laughs> he would be, just simply out of confidence. <laughs> He'd be a... I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm a big Oceania man. And uh, my name is Desmond Bain. I single-handedly just pick people up. <laughs> Yeah, he's Aquaman. Uh, yeah, he's no, but he is. Aqua the man. Uh, no, but the Grizzlies, they've been playing really well. I think they're at the three right now, I believe. And uh, they have talent everywhere, including a star, 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 John Morant. Uh, which just makes me so happy to think about how, how like he came up through college and now is just continuing that into the NBA. Really, really great to see. Um, but the Grizzlies kind of have a lot of that some of its parts situation. But they also have this this perennial all-star so um what do you think of the grizzlies are they for real could they make a run i i think they are for real i think they're like a step above than the cavaliers and you said it it's because john morant like john morant is as good as any player in the nba right now Mm he can score on all three levels he can dish the ball he's a good defender he has athleticism that doesn't make any like he just makes plays where it's like how did you do that the question with John Morant is, is John Morant, and I think the answer to this is yes, is John Morant going to be so good and Zion Williamson going to stay injured that John Morant is going to make Zion Williamson look like a bust, which is insane. I think so. Did you see that picture of Zion Williamson? At the, I haven't. Oh, he just Not he doesn't look like Zion Williamson, that's all. Oh. I He just doesn't... Uh... Yeah, that's all I'll say about it. We don't need I to hope, get I hope he does. I mean, I want Zion to come back so badly. Right. I mean, but I agree with that statement. I think that's what happens when you're drafted in the same class. You know, you, you know, that happens in every sport. Um, and I don't think it's fair, honestly, to call somebody a bust when it's injury wise, like Greg Oden. Like, I don't think it's fair to call him a bust. Like he just couldn't stay healthy. And, and then like, but what happened to him too is, you know, Durant's the second pick. So then the guy right, when the guy right behind you becomes insane, you become a bust. I don't think it's fair though for injury related guys to be called bust because it's not like, Jamarcus Russell, where you just like 
weren't doing the work and you were just like kind of Kwame Brown. piece of shit. Yeah, like there are busts where it's just like you just sucked and like didn't put the effort in. Like if you didn't get the chance to do it because you couldn't stay healthy, that's hard to like put it on you. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that statement. <laughs> I agree with that statement. All right, last thing for the NBA. Pick an MVP from each division uh, right now or in the future. You can, you, however you feel like doing this, but who do you think the best player is in each from, division? From each division or each conference? Ugh, conference. You know what I mean. Okay. I, no, I well, I didn't that. because that's six players to two. Yeah, that's fair. I'm, it's a much easier question. I'm trying to figure out how much I have to add. Uh I'm going to go, you know, right now I'm going to go DeMar DeRozan for oh, the Bulls. Okay. I, I just think, like, I I don't think he'll probably be my MVP at the end of the year, but just where he has the Bulls, and I think the energy he's brought the Bulls and, and the way he's playing, like he, I think he's playing as good as he's, he has, um, and he's just kind of elevated everything that, that Chicago's been doing this year where he's, like, they're back in the conversation, which is great. Chicago needs to have good basketball. And then the West – um, it, you know, it's probably easy to go like Steph, but I'll go Ja. I'll go with Ja just because I, just I like Ja Morant and, and he's dope. That's fair. No, that's fair. Steph uh, probably deserves it like a little bit more, but Ja is like it's like one A, one B, and I'll go with the one B choice with Ja. There you go. I'll go with the one A. For me, it's absolutely Curry. And uh, in the East, I think Demar is a great choice, and I I'm debating whether I agree with my choice now, but I still, I'm, I'm still going Giannis. I still think Giannis is doing what he needs to do for that team. And I still think he's got it, uh, a good handle on that, on that, uh, award, at least in the East. Um, so yeah, I, I think the NBA is very exciting. Like you mentioned, we'll continue to cover it. Not as in depth, obviously as the regular season goes on, but we'll definitely continue to cover it as the season goes forward. And we'll see what happens with the Nets. My Celtics are in the play-in, but, you know, Jason Tatum broke out of his duck the other day, so hopefully he can continue to do that, uh, get us a little further, and uh, we'll upset the Cavs. Like I just said, I'm manifesting that, and move forward, and it'll be fine. It'll be good. Um, I kind of would. I like, I would. You told me the Celtics and the Cavaliers were playing in the seven-game series. I think I'd pay with the Celtics. Yeah, uh, I don't. The playoffs are just a different, different, yeah. different animal, you know? Right, and the Celtics have also, like you said, with the Heat, a team that's been there, so it's it's kind of... They have the experience over the Cavs. All right, back to football. Divisional round is over. Conference championship round is here. Everybody get excited. We had a great divisional round. Can the conference championship round uh, measure up? We shall see. Probably not, but we shall see. Uh, We got two games. We got, obviously, the NFC championship game between the Rams and the 49ers. We've got the AFC championship game. Joe Cool and the Burrow Bengals. Facing Mahomes and the Chiefs, uh, it's going to be really exciting. A lot of different storylines here. What I want to know from you, Matt, who has the most to prove on Sunday from these four teams? Man, it's a it's a tough question because I don't know if any any of them have that much to prove. So I'll go with I'll go with Stafford and the Rams. I'll go with I think kind of what the obvious like Garoppolo might still lose his his uh, job, but I like. You can't be that upset with him if he's a Niners fan. He's he's got you maybe going to your second Super Bowl in three years. Um, Mahomes has a bit of that like sense of like I think maybe you could argue Mahomes because it's like like we were saying with Aaron Rodgers, like you you don't want to miss your opportunities to win Super Bowls, and Mahomes should beat Joe Burrow. So there's a little I, like you could argue yeah. Mahomes. Yep. But I'm going to go with Stafford. I, I think it's Stafford just with the 
the Rams, like we've talked about so much, they they traded they traded not just for him, but for all these guys uh, to to win the Super Bowl, and it's in their home stadium. The fact that like the Buccaneers did that last year, now I think like you're like, oh yeah, you should you should do that. Um, it's playing a team who they've lost to six straight times, lost to twice obviously this year. Like if they wouldn't have lost to in the last weekend, the Niners wouldn't even be here. So thanks a lot, Rams. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't so mad at the Niners. I'd want you to lose this game too. But yeah, I'll go with the Rams. I'll go with Matt Stafford, and and yeah, I think they I think they do have the most pressure on them. Yeah, I'm going Jimmy G because here's the thing: people are saying on air right now that if Jimmy G went and won the Super Bowl, it would not matter. He would still not have the same job next year, and that for me puts a chip on your shoulder. I'm not saying you have to. Prove but I think there's no pressure then. No, I think there is. You wanna, you wanna prove like, that you, you can if, win. That you can win it for your team, right? But like, if you, if you're saying that like you're not gonna have this job no matter what, then what do you have to lose? But that, but okay, so the fair enough. That is that is fair. That if like there's no pressure, I get it, the internal pressure one would put on themselves. Certainly, right. I think that the pressure on Jimmy G is not to win, but to be the reason that his team wins. I think that he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder to be like. You're saying that this isn't my job because the team isn't here because of me. The team is here because it's a good team, and like I'm just this this. But he's heard that for three years. Yeah, but he's for three years he hasn't had this quarterback behind him that's ready to take his job. This is the first time that he has that quarterback behind him ready to take it. So I think he wants to show people that you know not only does he deserve this job, but that he's the reason that the Forty ers want to go out. are going to go in and, and get to the Super Bowl and, and hopefully win it. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think that is that. He's not going to. No, no, no. They might, but... they, might win the, they might win the game, but it's not going to be because of him. Yeah. No, no, no. For sure. That's the, you know, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just right. I'm, no, yeah. pointing that pressure. Both um, things, they're not, yeah, they're not the same. They're not. One, uh, one, doesn't, one doesn't equal the other one. Yeah, correlation does not equal causation. Exactly. Let me let me teach you some lessons here today on the Two Beers exactly. Week podcast, folks. Uh, okay, so let's talk X factors for each team um, that they need to ball out for each team to win. You could go with easy ones, obviously. Quarterbacks are kind of up there, or you could go with fun ones. Let's start with the Chiefs. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this. Tyron Matthew is coming back for this game, and I think especially with how Jamar Chase roasted that Chiefs secondary in that first game, I think Tyron Matthew is really going to need to play well in order for them to avoid an upset. Not that they're going to get upset. I still think Mahomes can win the ball. But if we're talking about X-Factor players, you're going to need to have that help on the deep end against Jamar Chase. And I think how Tyron Matthew can come back from that concussion uh, worry in the last game is going to play a big role in how effective Jamar Chase can be. Because if you're not going to have that safety help, he's going to burn every corner like he did in that first game, and the Bengals might actually have a chance. So I think the return of Tyron Matthew, big for the Chiefs, and how he played, how he plays, even bigger. Who do you got for the Chiefs? Yeah, I think, I mean, certainly I think you have to pick defensively, just because we know, like, you kind of know what to expect offensively. You know right. that, that what the Chiefs are going to give you. So I'm going defense, but I'm going to go on the defensive line just because we know how weak that Bengals offensive line is. I, I think being able to sack Burrow is going to be one of the only ways you stop him and chase. And, and so I'm going to take Chris Jones. I think he's going to be a nuisance for the Bengals and, and probably be making noise throughout the game and, and you know, keeping that pressure on Burrow. 
That's fair. All right. Well, we'll go to the other team uh, in the AFC Championship game, the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, we kind of – I'm not picking Joe Burrow because we know to expect from him. I'm not picking Jamar Chase. Uh, certainly not picking anyone on that defense. So I'll go with Joe Mixon. I think the Chiefs are going to have a good game plan for for Jamar Chase um, and, and for Burrow's connection with him. So I think – and we talked about that offensive line and how porous this has been. So I think this is going to need to be Joe Mixon's game to be that security blanket for – Joe Burrow. I think he's going to need to be ready and have his hands ready for a lot of checkdowns. He's going to need to be able to find the holes in that defense when he can on the run game so that they don't put so much pressure on Burrow to drop back into the pass. Not that all of a sudden the Bengals are going to be a straight running team. That's not what I'm saying. But Joe Mixon's going to need to make the most of his opportunities. And I think if it's a big game for him, the Bengals can pull off an upset. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Joe Mixon is a, is a clear, easy choice. And I was, I've, I was close to choosing him, but I wanted to, I wanted to chew a different one. Um, I was thinking about doing Trey Hendrickson, but I kind of already brought up the, the, the great uh, defensive line pressure from the Chiefs. So I'll go with the defensive backfield. I'll go with Eli Apple for the mm. Bengals. He's kind of their, their defensive leader in the backfield there. And I think we know Mahomes. I mean, he doesn't make poor choices, but there are times where he'll put the ball in dangerous opportunities. And I think if the Bengals are going to win this game – they're not going to stop the Chiefs all that many times and, and force them to punt the ball. So I do think turnovers are going to have to be a big part of it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to go with Eli Apple. Love that. Love that pick. We're, we're picking good picks here for X-Factors. We're, we're really – It's like the conference finals. It's the conference finals. I feel like X-Factor, X-Factors get discussed a lot, and then people will be like, Joe Burrow is the X-Factor. I'm like, Debo no, Samuel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no, like if Debo Samuel doesn't show up, then they lose. <laughs> like 50 to 0. Um, yeah. yeah, that's fair. Let's go to that NFC Championship game, the Rams. Uh, who do you think has gotta, is, uh, the, is the X-Factor for the Rams in this game that can help them get over the 49ers? I'm going to pick my first offensive player, and, and I'm going Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I, I think... The Niners, if they do have a weakness, it's a weakness that the Packers didn't take advantage of, unfortunately, and, and actually neither did the Cowboys. It, it is kind of the defensive backfield. Uh, it's not all that experience. It's not quite as great. Obviously, I mean, they shore that up with a great defensive line pressure. But uh, I, I think when you got a guy like Cooper Cup, who you know Cooper Cup's going to get his, but he's also going to be a guy like Stafford even described that route as a because uh, you love it route. You know, it's a route used as a decoy. Um, and, and Odell, ODB has been, been stepping it up for, for the Rams. Like he's shown that he, he hasn't lost it. It wasn't just on him in Cleveland and he's been a big part of it. And I think he's going to have to be a big part of the offense on Sunday. I also picked Odell Beckham Jr. I think that the 49ers are going to look at what happened with the Rams game against the Bucks. They're not going to want to get beat by Cooper cup. So they're going to do as much as they can to stop him. Not saying they will. But I think they'll do enough where Stafford's connection with OBJ, especially in the red zone where we've seen OBJ be so good so far, I think that's going to make a difference. Um, And if Odell can kind of go in, score a touchdown or two, be that red zone target and not have to rely on Cooper Cup and Stafford doesn't have to just force the ball to Cooper Cup, which is where he starts to make mistakes, I think that um, I think that the Rams will be in business. So same one there. I think we're in agreement. And for the 49ers... He's a star, so I'm not saying, but he's not Debo Samuel, so that's why I picked him. I'm going with George Kittle. I think at some point you have to say that this wide receiver running back dual use of Debo Samuel is going to come back to bite him. He he kind of came out of this last game a little banged up, and I think 
against the Rams especially, you're asking going to have to ask him to do too much. So I think George Kittle's going to need to be that security blanket for Jimmy Garoppolo, especially when I'm sure Debo Samuel is not going to get the holes that he wants against the Rams, especially because the Rams have faced him. This will be the third time. They know what Debo Samuel is. Uh, and as much as Debo Samuel is is a great, great player, um, you put enough guys watching him, it's, it's hard for him to make such an impact. So I think George Kittle is going to benefit from that. I think he can be that middle kind of security blanket and, and make a big, make some big noise against the Rams. Uh, who do you have for the 49ers as X-Factor? Uh, I got Elijah Mitchell. Um, I, I was thinking I got bad kid on myself, but again, I wanted to, wanted to do a different one, but I think, I think you're right. I think Debo, he's also just so, everyone is so focused in on him that then it opens up those, hill, those holes a little bit more for Elijah uh, Mitchell. The Packers keyed in on him pretty well, but later in the game, he started breaking those holes and, and look, in Kyle Shanahan's offense, no matter what, like you, you could say Jimmy Garoppolo wants to throw to win them, you know, this game and win the Super Bowl. But if the Niners are going to win, it's because that running game is, is is working. And so, if Elijah Mitchell doesn't get, you know, at least, uh, like, I don't think he needs a hundred yard game, but I think he's going to need fifty yards. I think he's going to have to spring out a couple uh, big runs, and I, and I think he will. Um, I think the Niners don't have a chance without it. Uh, but yeah, so. Elijah Mitchell, my X-Factor for the Niners. All right. Well, then let's just get right down to it and pick these games. Uh, you want to tell us our record right now? What were you at? All right. So I went 3-1 and one last week. Nice. You went 2-2. Two two. Uh, my one loss was actually the Bills. I picked I picked the Niners-Packers game right because I took the Niners line. So I am I am now 7-3, and three, and you, I think, are 5-5. Are five and five. Five and five. All right. Well, then uh, I got some catching up to do. Let's see if we have different picks here. I don't know. Uh, Bengals versus Chiefs. The line right now is seven. Who you got? Uh, that's that's just, it's too big of a line for me. I think this game is going to be a shootout. Um, and I like I just I, I just don't see Joe Burrow getting this far and not having having him like will the Bengals into being in this game late. I do think it's going to be Mahomes because I still think Mahomes is, is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. And he's at home. And, and like, that's not something to, to be lightly, uh, <clears throat> especially when it's a place like Arrowhead. So I think the Chiefs are going to win the game. <clears throat> Pardon me. But uh, I'll take the Bengals with the plus seven. Yeah, I got the same prediction as you. I think that you also have to remember in that game, uh, it's not like the Chiefs defense did anything to stop Josh Allen. So... Let's let's yeah. remember that they like let in 38 points or so. So I think that that's something important to remember. So I think seven's a pretty big line. Chiefs win, Bengals cover, and Joe Burrow goes home, but with a with a good amount of experience and a good amount of uh, performance on his side. 49ers Rams. The current oh someone's getting arrested. Finally, it's about time. Uh, 49ers Rams. Friggin' soundtrack to New York. No, there you go. Uh, NFC Championship game, Rams favored by three and a half. Someone's really excited about this game. I, it's real. Yeah. They're like, woo, 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 woo. yeah, they're like, Turn yeah, it out, baby, make the get, make the pick. Uh, LA guy. Rams are favored three and a half. I'm picking the Rams to win, and I'm picking the Rams to cover. I don't think that uh, I don't think the 49ers won this game against the Packers. I think the Packers lost that game. And that's why I'm going to pick the Rams. I think the Rams did what they needed to do to win that game against the Bucks. And while they did let the Bucks come back, they got the job done in the end. And I think they'll get the job done again. And there is a lot of pressure on Stafford. And I think he'll deliver 
and take his team to the Super Bowl. What about you? I'm in agreement. I think the Rams win, and and I think they cover. I think you know we always say it's tough to beat a team twice. It's really tough to beat a team three times. Um, and like you like the the way the Niners play, I think it affected the Packers a lot more. The Packers weren't used to it. Like the Rams know what the Niners are going to try to do. Um, I think they'll combat it. I was very critical of Sean McVay in that Week 18 game because he didn't put the ball in Matt Stafford's hands. He didn't trust his quarterback. Last weekend against the Buccaneers, when they tied it up 27-27, would have been so easy to say, all right, let's go to, to you know overtime. We're kind of reeling. They've got all the momentum. But that time, he trusted his quarterback. And and I think that's, you know, all you can do is, is ask to, uh, to change and get better. I see McVay changing and getting better. I think the Rams are, are playing well. I think they're feeling very confident. And, and I think it, the Rams will, will cover and meet the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Chiefs, Rams, Super Bowl. That would be amazing. But we shall see how it goes through. But we just made our picks. That's all the sports action in the regular part of the episode, which means, Matt, we have reached cool down. Oh, love it. Love it, love it. All right. So you had a bad loss this week. I understand. <laughs> it was rough. What's the so I'm gonna rub some salt in the wound? Yeah, uh, Jesus. What do you What do you think? And it's also because it was a it was a topic that came up on on the Greeny podcast where they all talked about the worst losses as a fan that they have experienced. So what's the worst? Let me start off. What's the worst loss that you remember ever going through? Oh man, that's a tough one. Uh, I got. No soccer ones that are too, too bad. Football-wise, I mean, that Rose Bowl was tough, but the Rose Bowl was pretty dope. The Hawkeyes lose kind of heartbreakingly a lot. I, The Packers against the Seahawks in the mm. NFC Championship game was pretty tough, but I'll go Iowa 2006 when we were mm. the three seed and Northwestern State hit a three-pointer basically at the buzzer to beat us by one and I stormed into the bathroom and fall. Oh, that no. that was that's the tough yeah. That's the that, toughest loss. Ever. That sounds like the one that one was heartbreaking. Yeah, I had to think I had to I had to think about it. Like those first few were like, oh those were tough. But no, that loss was my heart was ripped out and it was like Temple of Doom. <laughs> they showed it to me and <laughs> Yeah. That's rough. I'm sorry man. It my... was so hard. That's fair. Mine is is very easy, and it's because it was such, it was in a part of my life where also, I wasn't mature enough to comprehend that like a loss could happen, and then you just get to feel this way. Uh, two thousand and six, also actually, funnily enough, two thousand and six, Germany hosted the World Cup, and we beat Argentina, and and in penalties and a dramatic penalties, and we just thought, wow, we really you know, are going to make it, and and then Italy. Dagger in the heart, in extra time, uh, losing on home soil, it, it was hard. It was really, really hard. And I'm going to combine that with both of the countries that I have heritage from that are good soccer nations, Germany and Portugal, were both in the semifinals, and neither of them made the final. It, they both got knocked out. It was such a heartbreaking that. semifinal uh, for me. And with so much promise, both of those teams winning in the quarterfinals on penalties. Portugal famously outing England in that in that World Cup. So, 
that was hard though watching watching and you know specifically watching Grosso score wasn't so hard but watching Al- Alessandro Del Piero chip the keeper to to Let's pour salt in the wound yeah. was real was real hard it was so you, already knew, you already knew you're gonna lose at that point it was just like there's one more goal just to well, yeah the seven the seven one eight years later yeah had to it, help. It, yeah, had to help. Had to help. The other one that I was thinking was Bayern Chelsea, you know, in Munich. Oh, yeah. Again, a real That's hard a one. one. A real hard one. But we That's got a tough to... one, too, because, like, World Cup, you get to that stage, it's kind of a toss-up. Your your Bayern team was better, like, not right. even close, was better than that Chelsea team. 100%. But I think what made the Germany one worse was because it took us eight years to win after that. And I know yeah. it's because World Cup. But Byron, but that's we part of the reason. That's part of the reason, though, because the World Cups are like you don't know. Like you can yeah. be like, oh, we should be really good in four years, but you don't ever really know what the future is going to look like. Because that Byron team, literally, that next year, I remember they were just like, we're going to fucking win everything this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, as they should, and they did, <laughs> and they did, uh, and that would that will go against best wins because that's one of my favorites, but. Uh, so then my next question to you, another one that they posed on this other podcast that I want to bring to this one, do losses ever go away or do they just stick? Like, for example, that loss you're talking about, do you think of that when you watch Hawkeye football still, or is it something that's in the- There's some losses that don't go away. Like, you know what, like, honestly, you know what loss will always make me hate the Seahawks more than the NFC Championship game is Mm. the fail Mary. That Monday night game where we picked him off the end zone and the replacement ref gave him a touchdown. Literally the next day, freaking make the deal with the refs because it was such a shitty call. Uh, And I know I still think about that and I still hate Seattle. So I don't not like I don't think every bad loss, Mm -hmm. but some like I'll never like Stanford. I'll never like Northwestern State. There's like there's some where like I'm always going to despise you. Right. I'll never like the Giants for the same reason. I'll also Yeah, right. I and I'll also I'll I'll go um I'll go one forward. I I'll never like uh oh, I just had it on the tip of my tongue and now and now it's going to it's going to evade my mind. Um oh, I'll never I'll never like the Ravens. They beat us in that divisional round game when they went to the when they went they went on mm. and we had such a good team and and usually in my head at that point, we at least go to the championship and then we I lose. I remember that. And remember it was that. a hard loss to swallow. And and I was just like, screw the Ravens. I hate them so much. Uh, and and it, I think it's random games too, right? It seems like ne- neither of us, it's the biggest loss that we can think of. But like, there's just certain losses where it just right. stings. It stings yeah. and it never goes away. Because you kind of know, like in the NFC Championship games, like you know it's kind of a toss up. Right. But like the fail Mary, like, we won the game! Right. Oh. oh, gosh. All right, well, let me take us out of this misery and go to the quick-fire questions. Happiness. Oh God. Let's yeah, go to happiness. God. You're welcome. All right, so we're going to bring some news that happened over the weekend, all football-related, uh, that we're just going to touch on. We'll make talk about it next week, but that we didn't talk about so far. Sean Payton leaving the Saints, probably taking a year off. Maybe he won't. Maybe we'll go into TV. Maybe we'll go coach. But the biggest thing that I want to ask you, part one, will Sean Payton coach the Dallas Cowboys? Like, like since you're asking me right now, I, th- I say yes. Like, if I okay. had to be like, like, yes or no, like, yeah, I think so. Great. And I think that that is a more simple one to answer because it seems likely, and if I'm asking you, you're going to answer. So number two, will he bring Dallas 
to the Super Bowl if he coaches them. Yes. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Okay. I think they have a really good roster. I think he's a good enough coach. Yeah. Yeah. And the NFC isn't so strong anymore that you can't, like, if you have that good combination that you can't run through. I think the AFC is the one. Even if, like, you take a couple years off, you might be rid of Brady and Rodgers. There you go. Like, the NFC could be wide, wide open. Right. Exactly. All right. Stafford's Stafford's not getting any younger. No, he's not. No one gets younger, actually. <laughs> Benjamin Benjamin Button. That's fair. I forgot. He just got signed by the by the Falcons. Um, great <laughs> great signing for them. <laughs> Dude, how can he do that? He signed with the Falcons. He's a Louisiana boy. Uh, Dude, they're gonna be pissed in Nolans. Oh no. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett going from the Packers to the Broncos. And Eberflus going uh, from the Colts defensive coordinator to coach the Bears. And I'm going to preface this by saying, I know that the Bears are in a worse position than the Broncos. Broncos barely missed the playoffs. Bears had a lot of problems. But you think about the Broncos, the division they have, the people that have to play twice in a season, right? So keep that in mind. Who do you think takes their team farther next year? Nathaniel Hackett with the Broncos or Eberflus with the Bears? Probably the Broncos still, just because they are in like a better situation. Like they did a lot, they did pretty well this year for not having like a quarterback, and they might still not have a great quarterback next year. But I, I like, I think they'll be competitive enough. I think the Bears are still kind of they're a ways away. I think I think like which higher, but I like the Everflus higher more. Like I, I think he's going to be the better coach. Right. My, the other question I might have asked with this is who do you think is going to be better for their team? And I think Eberflus would be the answer then. Yeah. Um, like long term, I think Eberflus. Next year, it'll probably be Hackett. Right. Exactly. Okay. And the last bit of news, Big Ben retiring after 18 seasons, Hall of Fame uh, career for sure. My question, again, this is a two-parter, is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I'm I'm glad we're yeah. in agreement. I know that there's some but I think he is as well. I think if you know people He's are too com- good for too long. Yeah, exactly. Eighteen seasons. And, and like he-, I, he didn't win a Super Bowl MVP, but you can't say they didn't win the like he they wouldn't have won those Super Bowls without him throwing the ball. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I think for I yeah, I think for sure. I don't even think it's a question. Okay, first ballot Hall of Famer. And then my next question, then it'll be interesting to see how you answer this one. Who will start week one for the Steelers next season? They have Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins. Are they going to be the quarterbacks? I don't really know. But who do you think is going to start? You can Any scenario you want to bring into this, feel free to. Uh, I don't See, I don't really think they're going to like go out and get somebody. I just don't think that's how the Steelers operate. I don't think that's how Mike Tomlin operates. And I don't think they need to. I, just, I think like the way... Their organization is built, and even just the way their team is built, I think it's smarter to go through the draft. So I think they'll—I I think there's a good chance they draft somebody this year. I'd be surprised if they threw him out week one. So I'll say Mason Rudolph. Ugh, hate that. Mason Rudolph starts the Steelers. It's, it's gross. gross. It's gross. But <laughs> you know, you got—you had to answer the question, and you did. No. All right, I'm not, happy. I'm not happy with my answer. Oh no, neither am I. No, that, what can we that do? What can me, we do? Uh, you can't do anything. Uh, mm. It's just the way that it works sometimes. Ooh. Thank you all for joining us on another wonderful podcast episode. Uh, I've enjoyed talking about all these sports. Uh, I hope as much as you. I hope as much as Matt. And uh, we're covering a lot, so stay with us week to week. I never said I enjoyed it. 
Oh, sorry. Matt hates this. I forget that I have to. I never said that either. Oh, so what? What is it? What is the feeling you feel? I just, I just, just don't put words in my mouth, dude. Okay, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed myself. Hostile. Uh, all right. So thank you so much for joining us. We're gonna have an episode. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're gonna have an episode kind of sooner next week uh, because of some scheduling. So you can expect us to really talk about these championship games as soon as they happen. We'll talk all about the Aussie Open winners and uh, we'll talk about AFCON action as well. Uh, but until then, you know, stay safe, stay warm. If you're in a cold place, if in your in your yeah, if you're in New York, bundle up. It's gonna snow this weekend, uh, and we'll see. Just how much my dad texted me was like, if you get snowed in, do your taxes. And I was like, is it going to be that bad that I'm going to do my taxes? That bad? That's yeah. like... That's you like know snow- do you know how snowed in I'm going to be to do my taxes in January, Dad? Oof. Come Oof. on. Sorry if you're listening to this. Uh, wait until March though. 25th. That's my birthday. That's why I wait till then. I celebrate okay. your birthday by doing my taxes. I do it That's, every year. Do you hate me that much that you do your taxes? My I don't really mind. I don't really mind doing taxes. Okay, all right. Uh, which, like, I should because I have to fill out a bunch of shit. Right. Yeah. But I don't really mind it. it it's not that. I mean, it's not that hard. And usually, you get money at the end. Yeah. Except last year. Last year, I did not get money at the end. Uh, yeah, then it's not as fun. Yeah, not as fun. All right. But thank you. Stay safe. Get that booster shot if you haven't. And as always, cheers, y'all.